0: Welcome to the Ambassadors for Christ Outreach Ministries podcast. So we are Christ Ambassadors. God is making his appeal through us. We speak for Christ when we plead, come back to God. The manifestation of what God has promised us in 2019. It is imperative, it it is important, people of God, that, that we adhere to the divine principles that Christ has given unto us to live by. The Word of God is evident that to every season of planting and sowing, there is a promised season of harvest. Today's message will serve as a spiritual realignment, if you will, of priorities that will catapult us into new heights in God, Uh the theology of it such a compelling topic to discuss as we advance through this month of April where we will begin to discover Jesus in his divinity as he spreads wisdom and miracles to everyone that he came in contact with. Uh It is only fair that I take a brief moment, a very, very brief moment to provide the definition of the subject matter, it, to prove that uh, this one word, is all-encompassing no matter what you face in life, no matter when you face it and how you face it. All right. According to Webster's Dictionary, if you even Google the word it, uh, it will tell you in a very lengthy manner. It will say, and I'm summing it up, it is, it is used to reference to a person, a place, or thing a subject matter, a situation, an action, or anything previously mentioned or easily identified. It, is, it refers to anything that is previously mentioned or easily identified after their own kind. In other words, it is what it is. The theology of it is is based on a principle God established in creation. In Genesis 1 and 12, it says, The earth brought forth vegetation, plants yielding seed after their kind, and trees bearing fruit with seed in it, in them, after their kind, and God saw that it was good. This principle is engrafted in the very nature of life. So much so that it has the power to evolve through the ages, never to cease to exist, except only God commands it to stop. All right. Here's how the principle works. All the plants and trees that God created in the beginning had a seed built into them for their future growth, so that they could reproduce after their kind. Which is very important. That is, you cannot plant a pear and get a watermelon. You can't plant a grape and expect bananas. No, you'd be crazy to go and plant potatoes and get tomatoes. I don't care how the words rhyme. You get the point, right? it, It just can't happen. So whatever it is that you plant, that is what you will receive back after its own kind. Somebody will catch it in a minute. In in the same way God created life to work for us. That which you desire or need to acquire requires that you give first in the form of the seed you planted. I wonder how many seeds have you planted in your life. You would have had to take the seed from something that you already had in order to replicate it. I believe very deeply in my spirit that this sermon is about to answer a whole lot of unanswered questions for all of us regarding the current state that we see ourselves in. You see, for far too long, we found ourselves dealing with unwanted and uninvited hardships that seem to ever corrode our faith. In a brighter tomorrow. For far too long we've toiled through the torturous uh, and treacherous storms of life with no idea of why or how we got here. For far too long, people of God, we've been immersed in the irritations of agony and illness but can't seem to recognize the source of our current dilemma. I'm here to inform you that it all started with your it. We began uh, as a, what began as a principle of creation. Jesus in the New Testament comes and broadens into a principle of life in Luke chapter 6, verses 38. It says it this way, and it's going to make a whole lot of sense. It says, give, and what? It shall be given unto you. Uh-huh. Good measure, Good measure. pressed down, yes. shaken together, uh-huh. and running over shall men give to your bosom. For with the same measure that you met with all, it shall be measured to you again. Job, the thing you give, whatever it is is the same thing you get back because God responds to your faith in giving whatever it is that you also need. Sometimes God allows things to come into your life because of the seed you've sown in your past. You know a lot of us we get this thing mixed up and we say God is a forgiving God so I can, repent, I can sin and then repent and I can sin and then repent and I can sin and then repent and I can do the same thing over and over again And because God died for my sins and, and God forgives me I can do this and I can, I don't have to worry about the repercussions but God says yes I forgive your sins but there is a law that is of sowing and reaping and everything that you out will come back to you. Give, and it shall be given unto you. Press down, shaken together, and running over. Yes, you gave a little bit, but in return, you gonna get a lot. Yes, yeah. That's, it. Mm. That's it. To put it another way, if you have a need, make sure you sow a seed in the lives of others in the same area yes, as your own personal need. Right. A lot of us. We want to come to church and we want to proclaim that our wallets are blessed and, and our finances are blessed, but we don't give no money. A lot of us want to talk about our finances. It ain't got to be about giving it to the church. When you was in the line and you saw that homeless person that needed something to eat, if you stop and get them a meal, you know, when that family member called you, I know they bug you over and over again, but here's the reality of the situation. If you're the one that people are coming to, you understand. understand to bless people, and it don't hurt you. You got to change the way you think. And I know they get on your nerve, and they call you every week. Child, I done fell in a rut again, and I need $20. I promise you, when I get paid, I'm going to give it back. God, I need you. I need you, sister. I I know I asked you last week. I know y'all owe you $200 from rent last month, but I need you to come through for me again. God says, did you sow that seed? All right, Teach. Don't just ask God to meet your need without making sure you plant that seed. (laughs) Took me a long time to (laughs) come up with that. But you got to realize, people of God, think about your life. Think about where you are. Whether good or bad, it doesn't matter. Where you are right now is a harvest Uh of what you planted in the past. You see, a lot of us, we give. Mm-hmm. The Bible says, give. Does it say what we give? Mm-mm. Does it tell you what to give? No. Yeah. Yeah. It says, I'm not it says give. Mm-hmm. So you can basically move and shift that comma over. And you can put anything after that give. And you can look at your life right now and realize that you made just your bed. Yes, sir. The reason why you are who you are right now is because what you did to somebody else. Mm-hmm.
1: Give and
0: it shall be given back to you. You know, a lot of us, we come to church and, you know, we, 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 we do this church thing, but we gossip like our own what? <laughs> I can't stand her. You know, welcome ambassador, you got that fake smile on, you know. We do this, you know, we plant them seeds, you know, she don't really, you know, she don't care, you know. She put signs up and all that stuff. That about the preachers and you know she thinks she can preach but I can preach better than her you know she got that scripture wrong just so you know you know you know and she says she gonna say teach but she don't ever do it you know she we just gossip we love the gossip and, you know the girl that don't ever say nothing in worship but you know she come every Sunday and she new to the church but she don't never talk to nobody you know and you know we go talk to everybody and just be so mean and we just dishing out all this garbage and yeah. we just talk about people in the church. I don't know why this Jane come and sit on the front row. Ain't nobody tell her she needs to sit in the back. I don't know what's going on. And we just giving, and we just giving, not recognizing that the things that we're giving out might just turn around and come back on us. And we yeah. go throughout the church, and we go throughout our lives just passing down God's. Make somebody mad, have you ever made somebody sad? You know, you said something, you knew it was gonna push their button, but you pushed it anyway. You know, we know buttons, we know buttons well. So we push those buttons, and we make people mad, and we make people depressed. And you know, because of our words, some people have even tried to take their life. But you see, you going out your business, you don't really care about what people think. It's your life, is your life, and you know, you do you, you know what I'm saying? You know, have you ever, have you ever not helped somebody else? When they needed help. Yeah. Have you ever you, you knew they needed help? They didn't have to ask you and you have the resources, but yet still you keep passing out this garbage. Yeah. You, you're giving you yeah, you give it and God's what? watch what's gonna happen. Yeah, keep passing out this garbage. You talking about the man that's sitting in the back. I ain't never seen him either be off the street. Or something must be up with him. Hey, security, we need to watch this buddy, because I don't know that brother right there. You know, and we do this and we pass around all this garbage. You know, we do this all day long and and we pass it out and pass it out. And you know, we pass our anger like nobody's business. You stepped on my toe. You made me mad. You didn't do what you said you was going to do. So I'm angry at you. Can you give this pass that anger out? Pass it out. Pass that anger out. I said. Yeah, and we do that. And we pass that anger out. And we pass that frustration out. And we do this in life. the church still, and we still praising God, and we still giving our tithe, and we still call ourselves in ministry, and we preachers, and we prophets, and apostles, and bishops, and we parade throughout the church, but we're passing out garbage. And we're supposed to be representing the kingdom of God, but we're passing out garbage. We ain't doing nothing for the kingdom, we just passing out garbage. But the Bible Give, and it shall be given unto you. Press down, shake it together, and run it over. Watch this. Everybody, come up here and throw it at me. The Bible says give, and it shall be given unto you. Press down, shake it together, and run it over. Shall men do what? Give unto your bosom. And a lot of times we dish out all this garbage and we dish out all this bad stuff and we go and seek in our corners and parade and praise ourselves for all the hell we've been in somebody else's life. And up here comes God with his law of reaping and sowing and men shall give unto your bosom. And you realize one day you wake up and all hell has broken loose in your house. and running over so that which you gave just multiplied so you thought that you were just gonna get a little bit back but God says I'm gonna pay you back for what you've been dishing out and now your life just becomes garbage you just a trashy saint ain't nothing good going right you trashy demon, ain't nothing looking right. You trashy demon, ain't nothing going right. You can't make a good decision if it slapped you in your head. You can't pay the bills. You don't want to go to work. Don't nobody like you. Give and it shall be given unto you. Press down, shake it together, and run it over. Shall be and give unto your bosom. Somebody ought to say, i got going to watch my TV but watch this on the flip side of things for those of us that are saints and don't never do no wrong. Okay? See, it, it works the other way also. See, a lot of us have been spread in hope. And a lot of us have been spread in peace. And a lot of us have been spreading love and compassion. And we love our neighbor and we do for our neighbor. The Bible works for you as well. And this ought to get you excited, people of God, that because we are ambassadors and we seek to do God's work, the Bible says for you also give, and it shall be given to you. Uh, God says, if you give hope, you'll never have. Yes! Even if it's prosperity, God says, it's on the way because of the seed that you sowed. Ask your neighbor, say, what kind of seed have you been sowing? What kind of seed have you been sowing? Kind of Jesus, my Lord, Lord. Press down, shake it together. And run over. Yes. Shall men give unto your bosom. Here's, here, here's, here's another analogy here. If you look at, uh, uh, the, the, uh, we can compare our lives to plants. Somebody just heard me say booger and they started laughing. Saying, <laughs> we can compare our lives to plants. Plants work in the same manner. Every plant is birthed with seed in it. What you say out of your mouth has seed in it. When you speak to someone, they are the dirt in your planting. Seed in it. Every plant is birthed with seed uh, in, in seed form. And when planted or sown, because there's a difference in planting and sowing. Sowing if you're a farmer, you take a handful of seeds and you just cast them out like that. Planting is when you dig a hole and you put the plant in and you cover it up. There's a difference. But, but either way, if you're planting or sowing uh, 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 in good soil, with the right combination of sunlight and water, yeah. a plant will grow to be beautiful and serve its purpose in the ecological system. However, all gardens, anybody a gardener in here? Anybody ever cut some grass? Yeah, they ain't. Uh, However, all gardens... <laughs> some of y'all need to go cut your lawn. However, all gardens run the risk of weed growth. When we go buy the weed, we go... It's important to get rid of the garden, you get rid uh, your garden of weeds because they rob your soil and your plants of the important nutrients and water. Certain weeds actually reduce crop yields on farms because their roots release chemicals that are harmful to the surrounding plants. How many times have you released chemicals? How many times have you been toxic in someone else's life? You're becoming a weed for the surrounding plants. If you're not careful and spiritually equipped, you'll find yourself being choked out by unhealthy weeds of life with no survival or hope of survival. Like the plant, we all need the sun and some light. Psalms 119 and 105 says it this way, that God is the lamp unto my feet and the light unto my path. John 8 and 12, it says it this way. When Jesus spoke again to the people, he says, I am the light of the world. Whoever follows me will never walk in darkness, but will have the light of life. You've got to understand, people of God. That you've got to be careful what you dish out. now. Yeah, right. Within the law of sowing and reaping, you you know, you to focus more on the reaping aspect, it's complained and it's explained rather in 2 Corinthians 9, verses 6 through 15. Verse 15 it starts by saying, Thanks be to God for his indescribable gift. Now, if a gift is that good that it can't be described, I definitely want to know about it. So what is this gift that the Bible says is so indescribable? We don't have to wonder about what it is. The answer is in the passage. It says, and God is able to make all grace abound to you. So that always having all sufficiency in everything, you may have an abundance for every good deed. The gift that God has given to each of us, the gift that is beyond Paul's ability to articulate is the gift of grace. Grace is the doctrine that separates Christianity from every other religion ever known to mankind. Most religions, you know, they just... Damn you straight to hell. Mm-hmm. You do yeah. wrong, you're gone. <laughs> or whatever the hell is, you know. But God gives grace. Yes, yes. Grace also operates according to God's law. In 2 Corinthians 9, the concept of grace occurs in the context of the law of reaping. When it comes to the harvest, grace has to be accessed. Uh-huh. In Ephesians 2 and 7, Paul says, God saves us so that in the ages to come, he might show the surpassing riches of his grace and kindness towards us in Christ Jesus. The phrase, the ages to come, is a reference to the endless ages of eternity, which means that God will still be revealing new aspects of his grace throughout our entire existence. But in order to tap into the inexhaustible supply of grace, you must access it vertically. Your mind must be on God when you do things. You must ask him for direction before you make a decision. Let's plug that truth of God's marvelous grace back into this text. Notice that Paul's statement about grace in verse 8 is sandwiched between verses 6 through 7 and 9 through 10 which talks about how to access grace in relations to the law of reaping. Yep. Now this I say, he who sows sparingly mm-hmm. will also reap sparingly. Mm-hmm. And he who sows bountifully yeah. will also reap bountifully. Yeah. You can't be cheap and want to be prosperous. All right. <laughs> Each one must do just as he has purposed in his heart, not grudgingly or under compulsion, for God loves a cheerful giver. God does not want your money. Now watch this. Most pastors won't say this, but if your money is sad, don't bring it to this house. If you can't give with a giving heart, you can keep it in your pocket. Because I believe in sowing, give, and it shall be given unto you. I don't need this money messed up. That's right. I don't need it tainted with your attitudes. That's good. If you worry and and you, you you're grudgingly giving it, you're peeling off that tin, and it's like heavy. <laughs> that ten dollar heavy for you to get keep it. Amen. And God is able to make all grace abound to you so that always having all sufficiency in everything, you might have the abundance for every good deed as it is written. He scattereth abroad. He gave to the poor. Uh His righteousness endures forever. Now he who supplies seed to the sower and bread for food will supply and multiply your seed for sowing and increase the harvest Of your righteousness. Yes, sir. Another scripture, 2 Corinthians 8 and 1. Paul gives us an amazing example of a body of believers who not only understood the principle of the law of sowing and reaping and the theology of it, but practiced it with joy, Mm -hmm. despite the meter store of their seed. All right. This scripture talks about the churches of Macedonia. They gave to meet the needs of their fellow saints in Jerusalem despite their own deep poverty. Notice at least six clues to the Macedonians giving that can guide us today in our own giving for the Lord's work. Yeah. The first thing you'll recognize is they gave because they understood the incredible gift of God's grace to them. Uh-huh. When you give, you've got to understand that the grace that is reciprocated cannot be described. That's right. Secondly, they gave with overflow and abundant joy. joy. Uh-huh. Joy. When you do something for your family, it, I, I, I know. <laughs> Get on your nerves. <laughs> I know they may not be your favorite, but when you do something for family, you should do it genuinely, yeah, yeah. overflowing, and abundant joy. You should be happy that yeah. somebody called you and asked you for something. Yes, yeah. that's, that's a crazy mind, ain't it? Because yeah, yeah. as long as you keep asking, yeah. and I keep giving. I'm making room for more. For more. Press down. I wish I had a garbage bag. What? Press down. Could you imagine going to your garbage can and you really don't want to take the garbage out? I do this a lot, so I make my daughter do it. I tell about it. Put your foot, or you take some napkins and you press it down. Press it down and when you get that compacted, you take the garbage bag out and you shake it. Yeah. <laughs> get that garbage situated so you can put some more stuff in there. Pre- press down and shake it together and run it over once. All of that has happened and I've compressed your blessings and I've, and I've given you everything. I'm going to let that thing overflow. They gave liberally, not simply tossing a few coins in the basket. They gave willingly without having to be begged. Nobody had to ask the church of Macedonia to do anything. They were willing to go find work to do. On the contrary, they begged for the privilege of being part of God's work. Yes. Sir. How many of us as ambassadors were seeking out God's work Yes sir thank you for telling the truth yes. Every day you wake up yes. you ought to seek God's work yes and it's going to be inconvenient yes. And lastly you'll find out that they had their giving in the right order that is they first gave themselves to the Lord mm-hmm. How are you going to represent the kingdom? And you haven't fully given yourself over to God. Yes. God, I trust you over here. But you can stay over there. Not, not, not right here. Not right here. This is, this is that problem area. God, you know, uh, uh, I can trust I trust to give this much. But God, you asking for first fruit. That's a little bit too much. You know, you asking for you asking for dollars That's a lot. I gotta go get my nails done. <laughs> got to go get my hair cut. I got an event. You know, I'm going out of town. I'm going to party. I got to look right. I Can't be giving the church this money. Lord Jesus, I can't be buying people lunch. I, I, look, I got to eat myself. <laughs> Give in it shall be given unto you. One problem we sometimes encounter is seeking to apply the law of sowing and reaping to our lives is that the enemy begins to whisper in our ear, don't be a fool. Look around you. There's a lot of people out there who who have no regard for God. This is the devil talking. And yet they're making it big and don't seem to have any problems. Why should you throw away your hard-earned money? And nobody else seems to be doing it. It's true that as a believer we get upset at times because the wicked people in the world seem to have things their way. If you've ever felt this way, you're in good company. But reading Psalm 73 carefully will give you insight. Psalm 73 2 through 7 it says, But as for me, my feet had almost slipped and i had nearly lost my foothold for i envied the arrogant when i saw the prosperity of the wicked they had no struggles their bodies were healthy this is david looking at the at the wicked they were strong yeah they are free from common human burdens they are not plagued by human illnesses like What are they doing? Therefore, pride is their necklace. They clothe themselves with violence. From their callous hearts comes iniquity. Their evil imaginations have no bounds, no limits. They scoff and speak with malice, with arrogance. They threaten oppression. Mm -hmm. Their mouths lay flame to heaven and their tongues take possession of of the earth. It made the wicked sound real powerful. Uh Therefore, their people turn to them and drink up waters in abundance. They say, how will God know? Does the most high know anything? This is what the wicked are like, always free from care. I don't know about you, but I've looked at some of my friends that don't go to church, that don't really do the God thing, you know, and they seem to get all of the stuff. You know, you're telling me that if I pay my tithe that I'm going to be blessed. You're telling me that if I come to church that I'm going to be blessed. But it seems like the more I pay tithe and the more I praise God and the more I pray and the more I read my scripture, the worse life becomes. So I look at the wicked and I say, man, I must be doing something wrong. Maybe I should go be wicked. And the scripture says they're, 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 they're free of care and they go on amassing wealth. Surely in vain I have kept my heart pure. David says, and have washed my hands in innocence all day long. I have been afflicted and every morning brings new punishment. If I had spoken out like that, I would have betrayed your children. When I tried to understand all this, it troubled me deeply until I entered the sanctuary of God. Then I understood the destiny of the wicked. Truly, you set them in slippery places. (laughs) You make them fall to ruin. How they are destroyed in a moment, swept away utterly by terrors, like a dream when no one awakes. O Lord. When you rouse yourself, you despise them as phantoms. David understood. That after looking and 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 looking and and, and, and uh, un- noticing the life of the wicked and, and seeing it as such a, a blessed type of life, he realized that their fate was different. Yeah. Yeah, you may have it all right now. Yes, you may have the shiny cars. Yes, you may wear Gucci and all that other stuff. Whatever y'all wear these days, I wear Wranglers.
1: And uh, so, so yes,
0: you may wear all of that, and and you know, you may look good and sound good and smell good. But God says you're going to sweep away yeah. like the dust of the air when you live according to the theology of it. Uh-huh. You will discover God's abundant. Provisions and his ability to meet your needs and give you the desires of your heart. I don't know about you, but I have a lot of things that I need God to do in my life. I, yes. have, I have a lot of things that he's shown me that he would like to do in my life. So I'm very careful of the seed that I sow into others' lives. But the question today I want to ask you, as you look at your life, What does your harvest say about the seeds you've sown? What does your harvest say about the things you've been dishing out? Uh And to end this particular talk, this discussion on the theology of it, I am reminded of Galatians chapter 6, verses 7. It starts by saying, be not deceived. God is not mocked. For whatsoever a man soweth, that shall he also reap. For he that soweth to his flesh shall of the flesh reap corruption. Uh But he that soweth to the Spirit shall of the Spirit reap life everlasting. And let us not be weary for those of us that are tired. In well-doing, I know it gets rough. I know you want to cut some people out. I know you want to lose yourself sometimes. But let us not be weary in well doing, for in due season we shall reap if we faint not. Yes, sir. As we have, therefore, opportunity, let us do good unto all men, especially unto them that are of the household of faith. Come on, give God a hand. Praise for his word. We hope that this message has blessed you and can carry you through your week. For more information, visit www.afcoutreach.com.